Welcome to FMRPG. I'm Richie Buzzkill, and I'm here, as all GMs are, by themselves before they choose what game to run. That's right. I have decided that I want to run a game, and choosing between a game is often the hardest thing to do for someone who wants to run in person in something they want impactful that there's just so much weight on the decision that I decided that I will alone dark in my in my room with just my collection of books and this microphone you and me we're going to sit here in the dark we're going to talk about this decision especially if uh they've I've got such a quite a collection of games. I did a whole series of uh, Buzzkill's bookshelf, but that that only covered a small portion of my collection. And these are, uh, you know, something that uh, we all, I at least I feel like all the people that would be attracted to this show would be kind of always waffling back and forth on which OSR, which story game or which thing they're going to run so um and there's no shame in this if there was i would be on the internet anymore just saying I'd be canceled just myself go back to my room and stare at my books and that's a fine thing uh but i'm going to take you on this journey uh as i run decide what game i'm going to run a campaign for uh, so I, I scoured my shelves and I was attracted to a couple of fat tomes. I haven't had any will to run anything with a book this large in quite some time. Any will to do so. Um, but when, uh, when I have such a great platform, such as this show, uh, I'm going to, after I choose this, we're going to have some follow-up episodes where I'm going to have some friends come on. We're going to bounce ideas off to get this campaign uh, groundwork laid and then the initial sessions. And then I'm going to run this thing because I like to, you know, play, uh, you know, in public, uh, so to speak. And that's why I'm bringing you along on this decision uh, and then after that, we're going to come back, I'm going to talk about the sessions, and then we're going to talk about what did and didn't work from the, uh, writer's room sessions, as I'm going to call them. So let's just get into this. I mean, I, I this is probably going to be a relatively short, short episode because I've kind of distilled it down, but, um, uh, I have two games on tap that I was attracted to, one of which was Star Trek Adventures from Modifius Games, uh, the 2D20. Um, 
And really, I have a certain love for a certain era of Trek. And in some ways, I've kind of returned to that love after a couple decades of being... I have a rather low threshold for uh, liking something that has, that's a science fiction property. Um, But I've not been enjoying, deeply enjoying Star Trek in a long time. But with uh, Lower Decks, which I know some of you will be like, Lower Decks, why are you saying that first? Let me just tell you, Lower Decks has a love for the my era of Star Trek that really speaks to me. And while I'm not going to be running a comedy game, I think that Lower Decks has this love that I think would be needed for whatever era you want to run Star Trek in. And whether or not it's a different time period, but using the same kind of ideas, uh, that's what... But also... Strange New Worlds. And Strange New Worlds really feels like a throwback to the original series. They're going to planets. They're having adventures. There is usually some conundrum. But there's also that modern twist. There's a B-plot, right? That's That's not something you really had in the original series. It was just very much very capsulated. Um, but I think that really adds to it. Hell, as silly as Picard season three was, I was kind of enjoying it as a wrap to those characters. Though between you and me, I think Warp Worf should have got his own show at some point, as well as Picard should have died at the end. Not spoilers, because was anybody surprised? Would anybody be surprised if I say that? No. No, I don't think anybody would because this is modern storytelling television and we got to keep the franchise a rolling, which is part of the problem with Star Trek at this point. But I digress. Um, really, I really liked. Um, well, there's pros and cons to these ideas, right? This this game in particular, right? The uh, franchise is well known. It's episodic in nature, meaning that you can kind of. If you have some guests over, you could have them playing non-fleet crew, right? Or if you want to really dig down deep on some part of it, it's not particularly unknown to most people. So, and at least the people I would normally invite to my table. So, let's just say, I don't think it's a requirement to be my friend, but... Sure helps if you like Star Trek. (laughs) Um, The cons are, I have not read this book. I have not touched this book. Um, It is a system I have not run, nor have I played in. I don't ever think I've played a 2D20 system. It doesn't look too terribly difficult as I flip through it a little bit. But uh, it's going to be a lot of work up front to get this uh, show on the road. So we'll see. Star Trek, right? The other game, and this is another fat tome, but 
as a surprise to almost no one that has listened to this show for very long is Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition. Look, we've talked endlessly about Vampire the Masquerade on this on this channel, on this show, and have even reviewed this edition, uh, which I'll link below. Uh, it's, I was th- thinking about, I've been thinking about since we did that review about a thin-blooded chronicle and how that to me is the thing that this edition has brought to uh, the table and I really want to kind of explore it and I feel like that's something that is more in keeping with a different like it's a different take but also you're still in the same world so you have some new experiences uh um i don't know could be could be good could be bad i haven't played uh fifth edition since the demo that mr sink ran for me at uh gen con like forever ago so i've only read it and we kind of comment on it. There's some good stuff. There's some bad stuff. But I've always put vamp running one of these campaigns on kind of a high shelf for me. For and and I always say don't put things on pedestals. But I kind of put this game on a pedestal, and it really comes from all the great games I played in the late '90s, early 2000s of Vampire the Masquerade Second Edition. But uh this is a mistake to to put really put it on a, on a uh, pedestal there's been lots of um stories i've heard that people have had bad games and they still love the game so obviously that's kind of the definition of a and really if there was one game that we've talked about more in a positive light on this show and that is Vampire the Masquerade. You could say that it is the real Full Metal RPG. And we'll talk about it endlessly. And we'll talk about it again. Um, I mean, what's not to uh, like? But we'll just kind of go a couple pros, a pro and con. You know, the mood a good Vampire the Masquerade game can bring is something that many games try for, but rarely even achieve. So. It's, it's that something about the personal horror, and that's what I always shoot for, is the personal horror of, you know, being a vampire. I think it is a fantastic and interesting um, situation that can always bring the best drama. But on the opposite hand, on the con side, there are some weak spots in this edition. We covered those in the deep dive. Um, and I think those can be overcome with a little bit of work. Uh, and we don't necessarily have to play with the full, we're not going to play with the full canon. We're just going to narrow it down to a certain area and kind of build our own little situation here. So that'll be part of, uh, well, that could be part of this game, but really conclusions uh, this is often the hardest, deepest decision you can make because it's affecting a good chunk of your time 
as a as a player GM as a storyteller. Uh, this is going to be shocking to no one that I've decided while I was writing this episode that uh, Vampire the Masquerade it is. It's been in my queue for a long time, and I really need to just go ahead and do it. So you heard it here first. That's what I'm going to do. And if you are struggling to run a game and what you are trying to decide on a game, come on up to the Discord and talk to the excellent rogues gallery of players and GMs that are on the Discord. We'll put a link. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, It is... Beyond a, beyond a doubt, I think the best place to discuss role-playing games. And I really appreciate having that Discord around. It is probably the legacy I will leave behind when uh, inevitably things go sideways for something I said that was stupid. <laughs> Also, but you know what really keeps this show going? Why, it's the patrons. At patreon.com slash fullmetalrpg. This is, uh, the, without their uh, warm glow, I would be just jabbering on in the corner of my room to, the, to my books. And likely as not, I probably wouldn't talk to as many interesting people because really the books don't talk back. Also, I know this is a bit of a short one, but I would like to uh, want to shout out our some listeners in Brazil. We've had quite the number of downloads from there, and thank you everyone from listening. And uh, if you enjoy this show, and you say, "Oh well, I don't necessarily want to give old Mister Buzzkill any ducats," well, why don't you go over? To whatever platform you're listening to this on, you can hear the sound of my voice. Give us a like or throw us some stars. Give us a review. It really helps get this show out there to more people. And, you know, the more people that are here, the more we get a better conversation on between everybody on. We can make the art or the the scene of role-playing really sing as we melt our way into this good, good, good forever night. 